everybody. Welcome back to the Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. I'm Chelsea. Hey, and I'm Olivia, and we are so excited to be talking to you today about thrillers. Yeah. This is just like my musical intro that's going to happen from now on. We're just going to do music. It. Great. No, uh, you should let's make this a song podcast. Let's sing <gasps> everything. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. Yes. That sounds it's perfect. That is totally perfect. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Honestly, if I could sing, I would join you, but not yeah, only can no. I not sing, but having COVID the past like two weeks has made my voice like ah! You Listen, know? this is what I'm saying. So I, as you know, I've also had the COVID. And at one point I was like, I actually did this recording and I almost put it on Instagram and then I was like, stop it. This is ridiculous. But I was like, um, sticky shoes, like uh, Phoebe from Friends. I was like, oh my gosh. Sticky shoes. <laughs> I got sticky shoes. Because my voice was so raspy and I was like, yeah. this is sexy except not. <laughs> Yes, the vocal fry is real. Like, please enjoy. We could be like a smoker commercial that before and not the after. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so listeners, it's crazy. Um, Chelsea got COVID the week of Thanksgiving, right? Was it the week of Thanksgiving? And then I got it the week after. And we obviously didn't see each other, didn't come from each other. No. I mean, mine, not going to lie, mine came from Egypt, I'm pretty sure. I think my whole family got it on the plane ride back, which I'm like, okay, that checks out because we were traveling for 32 hours. So it kind of makes sense that someone would breathe in my mouth. But I was very upset because on Thanksgiving Day, I lost my sense of taste. And I was like, literally the only day in the whole year that is a food-based holiday where I need to eat. And it's like, I can taste nothing. It was very disappointing. Yeah. Um, but I'm very sorry that you got it also. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I almost never leave the house, right? I'm, I'm pretty home, like I stay at home all the time. And I work from home too, so I don't ever leave to even go to an office. And I'm pretty sure I either got it the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I picked it up um, at the weed store. That was either sure. that sure. or uh, on Small Business Saturday when I went to a bookstore. Those are oh the two that gosh. I think. And I never leave the house. And literally, like, oh my God. It's oh that God. one um, It's that one card in Cards Against Humanity that's like the ones you love hurt you the most. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Your favorite place is one of them hurt you. Do me like this. Do me all dirty like this. Not okay. One Um, of your favorite locations had it out for you. And that's just disrespectful. It's not like you were at a boring place. You were like, I trusted you and you betrayed me. No, how could you do this to me? Um, Disrespectful. Then, well, so as either either that Wednesday or Saturday, and then Sunday, because I hadn't started feeling sick yet, I went to my Thrillers by the Book Club Seattle chapter no! meeting. Yes. So we and we met up at another bookstore. And so on that Monday, or it was Tuesday when I finally tested positive, and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do it. So yeah, I had to email them and just like, I am so sorry. I, I obviously didn't know. Obviously. But, and then I was like, if you guys end up having symptoms or anything, let me know. I'll like have a test delivered to you. I'll have soup delivered to you. I was like, <laughs> this is like the worst email. I've never wanted to send an email less in it's my life. kind of like that thing where you're like, so I just gave you chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I gotta tell everybody that I've been around. I've been kissing. But also it's um, COVID, hey so you're like, yeah. I'm so sorry I'm if you so breathe sorry. my air. Yeah. Did any of them end up getting it? As far as I know, they haven't. Um oh, any chapter members, if you're listening and you and you have gotten it, let me know. I'm I'm still really happy to send you soup or something. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> God, it was so, so brutal. And then I think I told you this, uh, but so my husband has a compromised immune system. So part of the big reason why I don't go out a lot is I've been worried about getting it and giving it to yeah. him, which is exactly what happened. Of course. Um, but he's fine. He's doing okay. But Good. Saturday he had a fever and mine didn't have a fever at all the whole time. Um, but he did. And I, and I was like, listen, buddy, I read about murder. I watch murder. I write about murder. I did not intend to become a murderer. You're not allowed to die on me. Honestly, that would just be inc- but number one inconvenient. Like, what are you supposed yes. to do if he dies? Right. You're like, right. um, oh, God. well, here you are. Number two, it's like, like you wouldn't be that basic. You'd be much more creative if you wanted to I murder know. him. I would have done it in a different way. So yeah. I was like, can you please not on this Not right today. Now? Not um, today. <laughs> exactly. Joe didn't so. even get COVID. Like what? Like my entire family. I know. My parents both got it. My sister and me and Joe, my husband, he did not get it. He's perfectly fine. Just living his best life. And I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh. Not <laughs> fair. I, it makes no sense. He's like, I'm normally healthy and it really irritates me. I'm like, come here so I can cough on you. And he's like, no. And he like ran away. I'm like, okay, oh my God. Well, I tried. Yeah. To. Well, you're like, I, I tried to, I tried to get you to come down the, the road with me. Well, the thing is, that's what I kept saying to Jared. I was, uh, uh, last week was insane. I, I totally, I don't, I think I told you this. We also had a big snowstorm here. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, and then we lost power. So we lost power <laughs> on Tuesday night, I think. Um, and we had like we had actually blown a, um, a circuit breaker here, and we hadn't done this in the house before. So we were like looking out. It's snowing. I have Terrifying. COVID. We're like trying oh to gosh. figure out where the circuit breakers are. Whatever. We figure it out. Comes back on. An hour later, we can see behind us out our back window two transformers blow. You oh see, like, my these gosh! Blue flames like and sparks come out. So we hear all these noises. So two transformers blow behind our house and then the whole block loses power. We were out of power for a day and a half. Um, we, this house has no insulation. So oh it got down to 50 degrees on like Wednesday morning. And I was like, I can't anymore. I'm done. No. I, can't, I can't take it. So I booked a hotel who they were very nice, but like, obviously they were like, don't come around anybody here because right. I was like, I've Hi, thanks for letting me come stay here. Also, I have COVID. Is there any like procedures I need to follow other than not be around people? Right. I'm just telling you, last week was literally the worst. I had to cancel my trip to go see my mom for the holidays Aww. and my brother. Like last week was honestly one of the worst weeks I've had all year. Yeah, that's so, like everything happened at once. It really did. It was like all piling on and then – so Jared just like didn't really have an opportunity to not be around me. Like he right. kind of had to be around me and then we right. ended up like going to the hotel and everything. So I knew he was going to get it. But what's hilarious is that every time I've ever had to take him to the ER because of his uh, immune system stuff, um, it's been like I haven't had a shower in a couple of days and yeah. the house is a mess and stuff. So I dragged my ass out of bed on Saturday and I was like, don't worry, Jared. I got you. I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> I'm going to clean the house a little bit um, so that we don't go to the ER. And that's exactly what happened. You did like, it. You're welcome. I saved your life. You literally did. By cleaning, you <laughs> saved his life. Exactly. I don't I know why he never – he, he did. He did. He was like, thank <laughs> you so much. I really appreciate that. I was like, good, because I feel like I'm about to die right now. <laughs> I'm so only exhausted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I'm excited that uh, we are coming on the mend and yeah. that 
Um, you know, he's, I didn't kill him. So that's excellent. I'm also very happy you didn't kill Thank him. You. That's Thank great you. news. I'm so happy to hear that. That's, that's the news yeah, we want to hear. It is. Um, it really is. <laughs> I was going to mention, because we didn't talk about it in our season opener last week, that me and Olivia met each other during the break. We met! Yeah. Oh my god, we did! Yeah. We met during the break! Pretty exciting. <laughs> First time meeting for all the you guys that are like, what? I thought you guys knew each other. We do, but nope. not from real life. So yeah. it was the first time. It was very exciting. I was in that yeah. area for work, and I was like, look we need to see each other's faces. And it was great. 100. Yeah, it was so good. Like we got together for brunch and um, got to chat. I mean, it's just like this, only it was just in person. So I was like, okay, that's nice that it translated really well. So that's good. (laughs) Yeah, there was was no difference. It's exactly the same as this, but also in person. So that was very nice. Was that little uh, feet that I hear behind you? It like is. Little teeny Ellie, feet? Yes. <laughs> oh. So it is 4 o'clock right now, and um, Ellie didn't get the memo about daylight savings time, so we've been dealing the, for the, with this for a month. And she's like, excuse me, it's dinner time. So what you're hearing is her flipping and running, uh, like doing circles, <laughs> and running around, and she keeps doing this little biting thing at me where she doesn't bark, but she just like bites. And I'm like, I, I know. Like, what do you want? I know I'm you're not hungry. doing it. It's not going to oh. work. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, okay. yep. Mm-mm. Enough. Look Let's it. see if Look Jared it. will come get her. You'll get to eventually. <laughs> oh, I can oh hear my her. Oh, Yeah. Um, she's great That's grabbing hilarious. slippers and running around. She's she's nuts. But You need to get, like, those little teeny, like, dog socks. Oh, I so should. So then she can slide. I think those are hilarious. <laughs> I have put I actual them. socks on her. Okay, so I am short, as you saw, right? Sure. Um, yes. And I have small feet. So my husband, for my birthday, which happened in our break as well, he gave me these like really cute socks, but they're kids' socks. Love it. And because he was like, "Well, you wear kid sizes," and I was like, "No, I don't." What? What? I mean, I do have really small feet, like size five, five and a half. So I mean, they're yeah, really kid small. sizes. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Let's see if Ellie can wear them. So I put them on Ellie, and they fit. Um, Stop and it. It was so cute and hilarious, and she did not enjoy it. <laughs> I did. Adorable, though. first of all, and I love that for her. I mean, obviously I she hated it, but that's very yeah. cute. I just I love it when dogs wear like people clothes. I find it I hilarious. Know. We used yeah. to have a little. I don't know. It was like a mix that we got from the pound and we bought him a Hawaiian shirt and he walked around oh in God. it. He was so proud of himself. <laughs> and I was just like, this is every, he had a, the cutest so shirt cute. and he just like marched around and I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, best. so the last week Ellie has been wearing sweaters because it's been cold and, um, sometimes she fights me. She's like, I don't want to put these on. But this week she was like, "Uh uh-huh. No, I'm totally okay. And then like I went to go take it off yesterday and she would just – she was laying. She was just plop. Nope. I'm not doing this. I don't want to take it off. It's too cold. I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. Um, Because we like – in the Seattle area, it'll snow – usually in January we get like one snow. Um, And so this is super early first of all. And then second of all, it's not melted. Like I'm looking out the window right now of my office and it is like super snowy and it's just ice and slush out there and it hasn't snowed in days. It never gets this like this wintry of weather here. So she's like, like, "Um, I'm tired of peeing in the snow. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) 
Yeah, I do not blame her. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'm supposed yeah. to go this weekend. We're going to visit Joe's family in um, we're going to Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm like, how oh. cold is this going to be? It's like yeah. in the low 40s and high 30s, and I'm very I'm going to recommend you bring more than a jean jacket. Here's um. the thing, I won't do it and no one can make me. What? <laughs> It's like, it's, it's, it's my jacket. It's the jacket I have. I just wear a sweater under it and then a jean jacket and then a, that's it. You just put the collar up well. and then the wind doesn't touch you. That's my, that's, that's my plan. Okay. Well, I support it. Um, Thank you. Yeah. All the sweaters and maybe the hoodies. Like I, I yeah. usually I like to do layers, layer on the hoodies and stuff. Yeah. Um. No, I have, I do have a jacket that I might bring. I've been contemplating it, but I'm like, honestly, it's just so bulky and yeah. I don't feel like it. So we'll see what happens. Well, that's fair. How long are you going to be there for? Uh, not even two days. Like okay, one full yeah. day and two half days pretty okay. much. Okay. Yeah. yeah, in that case then, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't do it yeah. either. I was like, if you're going to be there like a week or two, no. it would maybe be worth just – We get there it. like Friday night and leave Sunday. So I'm like, well, I'll be inside yeah. most of the time anyway, so it's fine. It's Nebraska. Like what's there to do outside in winter? Nothing. <laughs> you're there to visit family anyway. Like yeah. that's, you know, it is Exactly. It is. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm happy that we plan- – so we planned this trip for this weekend a long time ago, which is great because after this weekend is when I have to get – foot surgery to fix this five month <sighs> broken Ordeal foot that's still going oh my yeah. gosh you and just found I'll, out about this right like I found out about it like two hours ago and oh it's very disappointing and I'm just gonna be from like mid-December until the end of February once again Ugh. stuck inside with a pin in my foot and crippled and I'm like when will this <sighs> just amputate it I would look good with a peg leg I could pull it off I don't know like what is this taking so long I just I'm over it I'm over it so it just didn't heal right huh like they it didn't even look. heal it's like supposed what? to refuse yeah it's supposed to refuse back together but it's like mm, no not gonna do that just gonna stay broken so there's still a huge gap and so they're like uh we need to screw it back together I'm like are you okay in pain? um no only when I walk <laughs> okay well I mean, that's probably an important time to not be in pain. Yes. Um, if I move at all, yes. If I'm just sitting, I'm good. Okay. Okay, so Egypt no. was pretty painful. Huh? Oh, my gosh. There was, like, 90-year-old people that were walking past me, and I had to sit down, and I was like, oh. look it. You guys don't know my life. Like, don't look at me like oh. I'm just a quitter because I'm crippled. There, Everyone was passing me, and I was, like, hobbling through the Egyptian oh, museum, no. sitting on, like, every statue. I was like, I'm just going to sit on this statue you guys i'll catch up don't worry oh, it was rough that is brutal that it is was brutal. but it's okay i didn't have to wear a boot and so i could hop right yeah. up on a camel and that was great so okay but you did worse. that so that's mm -hmm. amazing um yeah. yeah well i i mean as much as i hate that you're gonna have to be going through this i'm really happy for this outcome of you yeah. being able to walk without being in pain that feels like it's gonna yes. be like very important life it, do, it does seem it. important. I feel like I have a long life ahead of me. So I'm like, what's what's <laughs> two months compared to like how many years? I'll exactly. just accept it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, in like five years, I'm going to think back on this and be like, because even now I'm like, remember when I couldn't take showers and just sat in the bath? That really sucked. And I'm like, well, it's back. It's We're back. Back to that. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe Joe is going to have to like, he'll have to wait on you. 
That's always a positive, right? <laughs> that that is a positive. And he's such a good cook oh. that honestly, mm-hmm. it's the actual dream. Just sitting there and cooking <laughs> for, for me. I'm like, this is the life. I'm just sitting here eating. Love that. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, look, it's gonna suck, but at the same time, you know, you're gonna get a lot of reading done, which you were gonna do anyway. So, you know, right, right. So it's all good, but also it's all bad. <laughs> Also, it sucks. It does suck. I'm sorry. It does suck. And it's going to be over Christmas. So everyone's going to look real cute. And I'm going to be there with my stupid boot again for all the pictures. And I'm just like, can Uh, you crop out my foot, please? Can you get it like in green and red? Um... That's a good question. And you know know I'm doing black. I'm not going to do green and red. Because January 1 comes. Come on. Well, true. True, true. Okay. Well, maybe you should just like put it in wrapping paper. Like that's what you should do. We're <laughs> wrapping your boot in wrapping paper, Christmas wrapping paper for the holiday. And then after that, you're taking it off and you're like, right. I am ready for darkness in January. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, have you watched, you did watch The Watcher, right? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been waiting to talk to you about The Watcher for this okay. whole entire freaking podcast break. Okay. That show was both terrifying. Um, re- did you read the article that it was based on since it's a true story, you know? Yeah, I didn't read the article that it was based on, but I feel like I read some other stuff. I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole on it. But yeah, yes. that show, it was so creepy. It's just it was so creepy. creepy. It was – and it was – okay, there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, sorry. Just skip this because there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was so unsatisfying, the ending. I was yes. like so mad. I know. Okay. It makes sense because based on a true story that has no conclusion, right? So right. it makes sense that it would be super unsatisfying, but like – we committed to watching that whole freaking show for nothing. For nothing. For nothing. Um, <laughs> and I just – like I get why they I, – I, I'm with you, right? Because I get why yeah. it is the way it is because it should be open-ended. But it is also based on a true story, not a true story. So there could have been some really yeah. fun things you could have done. Like I'm sorry, the tunnel sky – the dude down yeah. in the tunnels under the like yeah. let's explore that because that's crazy yeah. and creepy um <laughs> like that is insane and then also with like the dad did send send some of the letters but like not all like that was i didn't care for that really but i think that's real talk about this i can't remember if we talked about this or not but do, at the very end when the wife drives up drives up in the car i was like this is the perfect moment for her to be the freaking watcher like, yeah. that would be iconic. And then it was like, nope, she's just following her husband. Okay, bye. I was like, what the? <laughs> like, what? I mean, yes, it would have been very cool to take on the the fictional aspect of it and, like, not leaving it open-ended. Um, or, like I said, exploring different avenues. Because it was – but it was very unsettling as it was. And that the neighborhood, like, they still it, – it, it's still unsolved that they just got these – random letters and then while they were getting them though it is creepy but did any of the other stuff happen in the house like I, okay so what I did look up now I'm remembering because it's been a little bit since I watched it um the part with the dumbwaiter that's all made up 
Like, so I was like, well, why couldn't you have done more (laughs) with that? That would have made it a lot more scarier or like there was a bigger threat, I guess, to them. So it was very creepy and very unsettling. They did a really good job with the atmosphere, but I feel like there could have been like another level they could have gotten to. I agree. I think if you're going to go fictional, then just like make the whole thing fictional, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can base it off a a true story, but it, it should still like be interesting and satisfying you know and I just did not feel like that was sad to leave it open-ended I was like all right well obviously you don't care about my happiness (laughs) that's fine fine. I mean yeah yeah I would agree with you it was not a satisfying ending but the show itself in general especially like the first like couple episodes very creepy very unsettling so good I still I mean I would still recommend it in a second Mm -hmm. it was just Mm -hmm. like kind of disappointing with no like real creepy person at the end yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. So right around the time The Watcher came out, um, oh, we watched the the Steve Carell show we talked about, um, The Patient. <gasps> the Patient. Did you watch it? All except for the last two episodes. Sorry. Ah! Okay. I know. I'm so okay. sorry. I well, really you'll have to watch those know. so we can catch up on that too because it was really good. So I like watched that and then I watched um, – uh, the patient and watcher yeah. and then there was like another one that came out like Netflix was like killing the game like right there at the end of October yeah. going into November there were like a bunch of really good ones right after another um, yeah I can't remember they were. yes agreed there have been so many good shows it's like hard to catch up with all of them I'm just like there's it's a good problem to have but there's a yeah. ton for yeah, Halloween, great. if you want a good, like, scary movie, if you're interested in going scary, because I know that's not your favorite in movies, we'll see, we'll but, see. but The Barbarian, hands okay. down, one of the best movies I've seen this year. Incredibly so creepy. About... What? Oh, what's it about? I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, what's it about? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's too scary to talk about. It's sorry, too scary to tell you. It's too scary. Okay. So The Barbarian is really great. So it is a, um, like, a woman and a man end up at a like an Airbnb that they've overbooked uh, over each other. So there's like because you know sometimes yes! those rentals will be like on VRBO and then they're on Airbnb and then they're on some like home away or whatever, right? So they get double booked, um, and then they show up together or they like show up in the middle of the night and there's somebody already there and then the guy's like, oh, I was booked here, blah blah blah. Anyway, point is then there's all these like kind of creepy things that happen in the house. And then the story completely changes and then it's about like these – this woman is like – she starts to go and investigate into like what is the creepy parts of the house like down in the basement and then she like finds these other things that are scary. I already hate it. I hate it. And then there's more tunnels. So I'm going to tell you that we're just going to say the name of the episode is going to be about the tunnels because my book has tunnels in it too. So now we've talked about three things. Um, And uh, like she goes down and then she's these creepy tunnels and then, you know, she dies and then another dude comes and then he's like the owner of the house and he's trying to find out like what's going on and why, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really remember all of the details because, like, it's been a while. But I will tell you, super scary, super creepy. 
um, definitely jumped a lot and some of the, like the best visual scaries that I've seen in a while. So it was really good. I will not be watching that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, that sounds very terrifying and <laughs> I will not like to see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you are interested in the horror though, for our listeners, I would say that was really good. Cause we, cause we had Halloween on our break. Well, we, we put out an episode, but like we were on yeah. breaks. So we didn't talk about this stuff. Other horror movies that I recently watched in that time, I also watched Tusk for the first time, which okay. um, has Justin Long in it. And so does The Barbarian, I think, has Justin Long as well. We've so been you on a just of, really like Justin Long? Uh, we have been on a total saying? Justin Long kick. Like, we were doing cool. these uh, – we do these <laughs> high and vibe Fridays where, like, we'll take <laughs> edibles and then watch movies and stuff, like Jared and I. So it's, like, this really fun Friday night thing. And without meaning to, we have totally been on a Justin Long kick. Like, we put on um, a bunch of, like, the Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen movies, and then he's in a bunch of them, too, plus, like, Tusk and Barbarian. And I was like, okay, we're, we're this is, like, a lot of Justin Long happening. Anyway. Sometimes um, you just find the person that you love, you know? Yeah, like he just I, – I mean, really, we should just go through – we would have gone through his whole um, IMDb, but we looked it up after. We were like, why are – there's so many of them. Because I started watching New Girl as well <laughs> during COVID, like during my COVID thing. And I was like, more Justin. <laughs> um, you can't escape him. Can't. Can't get away. But he has, he he's very you. prolific. So um, <laughs> anyway. Love it. The Tusk, so Tusk is really good. It is – I'm not – I'll, you can look it up. It's really good. It just okay, is about great. some body deformities and gore. And then Terrifier okay. is about a clown that is a killer clown that doesn't say a word through the whole movie. And it is literally the scariest freaking clown I've ever seen in my life. Um, so anyway, those are my okay. horror recommendations that I got into over our break. <laughs> wow. You went for – all I watched was Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's the anti-tusk. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it, it's literally like a bunch of hot singles stuck on an island that are like, okay, will you give us money if we don't have sex? Oh, we can't do it. Sorry. We have to have sex. And that's the whole show. So, Perfect. That's Perfect. my type of relaxation to yeah. watching a bunch of like 22 year olds be like, I have to have sex or I'll die. Let's do it. And then they're like, oh no, we lost $20,000. Can we earn it back if we don't have sex for a day? Oh, we can? Okay, we'll do it. Oh, we can oh do God. it. Sorry. And that's the whole show. So okay, that so actually good. that show sounds terrifying to me. So- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it was uh, my. I lost all my brain cells, but in a good mm-hmm. way. I'm like mm-hmm. completely like just nothing now, but it was worth it. I enjoyed that's it a good. lot. Yeah, did you? That's what I've been doing. Did you watch Wednesday? Not yet. Okay. Um, I was planning on watching it this week, but now that I know I'm gonna be having surgery, I'm gonna yeah. You might want to save it. Like, <laughs> yeah, as a reward for like broken foot I'm gonna be like I get to watch something creepy but it is on my list of things to watch for sure it's really good it's really good it's definitely I would say it's definitely YA but it's really good yeah okay yeah that's what I thought too so I was like oh I need to be in the right mood for this and plus we've been watching a ton of Christmas movies now because you know it's Christmas so we always watch every single Christmas movie that we like which is like 40 Christmas movies so we really don't have time (laughs) for other other things to watch we have to watch all Christmas movies so that's going pretty okay we've seen like five of them so far that's cool what's your favorite oh I think the Jim Carrey Grinch probably is my favorite 
um love that one he's so good and it's just like it's always funny it's always heartwarming so that mm-hmm. one's up there um I do like the classic home alone yeah it's very good of course um Hmm. I mean, they're all so good. I really like the Peanuts Christmas special. Oh, that one's yeah. adorable. I like watching that one and the Thanksgiving one and the Great Pumpkin all in a row, <laughs> <laughs> which I did already this year. I was like, oh, of course. Love it. They're like 20 minutes long. But there's really no. I The only Christmas movies I don't like are like those Hallmark ones where it's like. Oh, yeah. This girl came back to her hometown to uh-huh. take care of her aunt and the hot. Bartender, lumberjack, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. or like it's always some like very hot guy who works with his hands and is back in town to just for a couple weeks. And do they get together? They do, Mm -hmm. but then he has to leave, and then they break up. Like it's always (laughs) those. Those are the ones I'm like, and yeah, I can't do those either. Like most of the romantic um, or rom commy kind of Christmas movies, I can't really do same either. I just just yeah. don't have the pa- I don't have the patience any time of year, and I don't have them at Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. So, oh, one more thing before we start getting into books, because I'm very excited for us to get into books. Um, did you listen to Cold, the podcast? I did. I did, did? listen to it. I listened. Yeah, on the way back, um, ten hour flight from London to Seattle. I listened to all the episodes. <laughs> In a row. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I listened to all of them. It was insanely good, like, beyond. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. cannot even, like, that show, uh-huh. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it was Was so, it not the most what unsettling? What a Like, yes. so unsettling. So disturbing. Yes. And every episode got worse and worse. Where I was getting like, There's worse. no way this can get, yeah. He made, How can oh it get gosh. worse? It keeps getting worse. I don't know how that's a real thing. Like, and the fact that they recorded it and got it all, that, oh my it God. was amazing. It was truly amazing. Have you listened to any of the other seasons? Because now I'm like, I want to listen to all of this podcast. Uh, I haven't yet. Um, okay. And I, I, I'm interested in listening to it because they're doing like, it's the same thing where they're doing um, a case for a season, right? Yeah. So yeah, I haven't yet. But because I listened to the, it's about Susan Powell, um, Susan Cox yeah. Powell, for those that um, don't recall it. It's a podcast called Cold, and it's about the case uh, with her disappearance. But it also leads up to a lot of things about her husband and her husband's family before they were married, during the marriage, and then after the marriage, up until the time where he killed himself and the children. Um, which I think is like honestly, I did that. not know he was going to murder those kids. Like oh that God. that got me. I was like, okay, kill mm-hmm. yourself. Nobody cares. But why? But why? You, like blow. With an no, okay, with an axe first, and then blew them up, like insane. My whole family's like, I don't think he did that. Like, no, your eyes. Oh, Uh, yeah, it was was, wild. It is wild. So for sure, like if you like true true crime, that is a it's an amazing podcast. Like it's so good, so detailed, so well researched, and very unsettling. Like this, the, the oh my god, the recording that the dad, so her, so Josh Powell's dad, I don't remember his name, Stephen, I want to say, um, yeah, was like in love with Susan Cox Powell, which it was like not a known thing until I started listening to this podcast. I had no idea, like didn't see that in any other like stories about the crime and everything. 
and there is a recording that he had his phone on and then or his camera on and then forgot to turn it off or accidentally didn't turn it off and it is his <laughs> confession of love to her and she it's is so and they're stuck in a car together for like 45 minutes or an hour um and it and is so like, gross oh, so go. uncomfortable it yeah oh god and he was like yeah you know i thought you felt it too and she's like no um this is really inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> like she was oh. like, please get away from me. And he was just like, so anyway, we both feel the same way. And she's like, no, we don't. Right. It was so gross. So then was so cre- their whole family's twisted. So twisted. And they're I think all of them except for like most uh several of the brothers are dead, the Josh is dead, the dad's dead. So like there's they've they're gone now. But yeah, the family is messed up. Um can't say enough good things about the the journalist who did the podcast because it so was so good. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, well, I'm yeah, glad you listened to it. So I, I love because, it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I wish I could go back and re-listen to it again for the first time. Right? <laughs> That's saying yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so, pub day. So, pub day! Okay, yeah, let's get into it. So, my friends, today is December 13th. So, um... I said, I think in the last episode, there was a lot of books coming out in December, and there were a lot on December 6th and a lot on December 27th. There's not a lot in between. <laughs> so, Disappointing. Uh, yeah, I know, really. It goes down. Uh, next week, There, I only found one, so we'll, we'll see how okay. it goes. But all right, so today, December 13th, congratulations. I have three books I'm going to talk about that are coming out today. The first is called A Mother Would Know by Amber Garza. It is a psychological thriller. Valerie has been forgetting things. Her daughter, her daughter, oh my gosh, her daughter <laughs> worries about her being on her own in her big Victorian house, one rumored to be haunted after a tragedy decades earlier. And truth be told, she's a little lonely. With a few options, with few options, she asks her adult son to move home, but it's not quite the reunion she hoped for. Hudson is taciturn, mer- moody, and frequently gone. The neighbors already hold a grudge against Hudson and aren't happy about his return. When a young woman is found murdered a block away, suspicion falls on him immediately without a shred of evidence. While Valerie fights to defend her son, she begins to wonder who she really invited into her home. It's a horrible thing for a mother to even think, but is it possible she's enabled a monster, a monster she is living with alone? Ooh, Ooh I just got that know. one in the mail and that oh, made you did. me very excited. I okay. got it like, I think yesterday. So I'm very super cool. excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's very exciting. Um, I think the cover looks really nice. It's like dark and it's got um, like, does it have red or white writing on it? I think. Yeah. It's um, nice. Yeah. So two more that I found. These ones I found on NetGalley. I started going through and finding out what was coming out um, from there. So this one is called A Death in Tokyo by Kigo Higashino. Um, in the Nihonbashi district of Tokyo, an unusual statue of a Japanese mythic beast, Akirin, stands guard over the district of the classic Nihonbashi Bridge. In the evening, a man who appears to be drunk staggers onto the bridge and collapses right under the statue of the winged beast. The patrolman, who sees this scene unfold, goes to rouse the man, only to discover that the man was not passed out, he was dead, that he was not drunk, he was stabbed in the chest. However, where he died was not where the crime was committed. The key to solving the crime is to find out where he was attacked and why he made such a superhuman effort to carry himself to the Neon Bashi Bridge. The same night, a young man named Yashima 
is injured in a car accident while attempting to flee from the police. Found on him is the wallet of the murdered man. So Tokyo police detective Kyochiro Kaga is assigned to the team um, investigating the murder. And what, if any, connection is there between the murdered man and Yashima, the young man with the wallet? And Kaga's investigation takes him down dark roads into unknown paths to uncover what really happened and why. So it's a, it's in a series, it's a Tokyo detective series. So cool. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I love it. I've done a lot of um, detective series that are in the U.S. and the U.K., but not in yeah. um, in Japan or other Asian countries. So I was actually like, I'd be really interested in this. Um, yeah, that's super interesting. It sounds like something actually different than all the other stuff out there. Right. Like, um, and even Nordic noir, like maybe I wonder if this has its own vibe kind of like that too. So I'm really interested actually to read this one. Um, so that is A Death in Tokyo by Kiego Higashino. And the last one is The Den by Caro Renard. It's a psychological suspense. Nothing brings the four fox siblings together like their detestable father's heart attack and a hefty inheritance to be divided equally. At his deathbed, his oldest daughter, Valerie, her irresponsible sister, Lucy, and their two embattled brothers, Christian and Jeremy. Even the former housekeeper, Marion, who's been with the family for 40 years, is on watch. All Valerie hopes for is an amicable amicable reunion despite the damages of the past. By punishing means, Stefan Fox raised his kids to be competitors. The cruel lessons now serve them well in a game of life and death. When it comes to the family fortune, the rules are simple. Fewer siblings mean a bigger share. Jesus. Um, Wow. Valerie knows the worst is yet to come. Uh, Confiding in the wrong person could be the most dangerous thing she's ever done. Uh, I didn't like read this super closely clearly until I just read that out loud, but like fewer siblings. <laughs> what is he doing? This sounds like a terrible father. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It's like, geez. <laughs> so that's sounds the great. den. Yeah. The den by Kara Renard. Renard, however you say it. Right. So yeah, those are the books that are coming out today. Hey. Congratulations <laughs> to these authors on pub day. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo, pub day. how exciting all right well do you want to talk about your book um why don't you go ahead and talk about your book first because of my covid um throat it needs a for sure okay for sure for sure okay i will go and i am talking about just the nicest couple by mary kubica oh my god i love her freaking excited i know she's such a good writer and i was like so excited to get this book. It comes out on January 17. <clears throat> and I love her book. So she you'll probably know her from like local woman missing, mm-hmm. or the good girl or the other misses. I loved the other misses. That's like, so good. So if you haven't read her, I highly recommend I would say start with the other misses personally, that was the first one I read and I loved it. So those are the ones so this book was about two couples who are friends and one of the husbands goes missing. So um, Jake, he's a surgeon and he has a very high stress job and he goes missing. And his wife, Nina is like, okay, well, he probably just needs a break. He has a very high pressure job. And right before he went missing, obviously they got in a big fight. Um, And so she's like, okay, he probably just doesn't want to be beside me, whatever. Um, And so then Nina's friend 
so the other couple um, is Lily. And Lily thinks that she is probably the last person to see Jake before he disappeared. And she tells that to her husband, Christian. And she says that she maybe has something to do with him not coming back. Hmm. And so Lily and Jake um, try to, no, Lily and Christian try to hide the interaction that she had with Jake from Nina. Um, but there, so there's a lot of like little things going on beneath the surface where they're trying to hide what went on between Lily and Jake. Okay. So very interesting. Um, I thought that the writing was great and all the characters were extremely interesting and they felt like real characters, like their mm-hmm. situation. I was like, this is very relatable to me. The book was written a little bit like strangely. It was a little jolting or kind of like a script in a way it didn't necessarily read like a book which I thought was kind of different um it was set the setting was inside pretty much inside the minds of Nina and Lily so it would go back and forth to Nina being like I'm so worried about Jake and Lily being like oh I want to hide this thing and so it was a lot of inside their mind and what they're thinking and feeling um but not a lot really Yeah, I thought that was really cool, but not a ton happened outside of that. So even it it felt like a little bit slow because it was a lot of mental like repetition. So that part was kind of interesting, but I still didn't put the book down. I read the entire thing. Um, The setting, like I said, is um, a lot set in their minds, but the physical setting is a like the small town that's right near this mysterious forest preserve. and yeah so it's kind of a cool setting and the characters i mentioned those are the main characters so you got jake who's the missing husband his wife is nina um nina's mother who she takes care of lily who's friends with nina and then christian which is her husband so those are the main characters of those two couples and what i liked about the book is that the characters were very interesting they were all unique it was easy to read the book fast even though it was kind of jolty um but it was a really good kind of popcorn thriller it had a great setting it was dark it was ominous it was really easy to imagine like the tension that was building but the things that didn't work were that i think they there was a couple too many red herrings where it was like blatantly not (laughs) <laughs> what happened yeah, yeah and they're yeah. like maybe this happened and you're like obviously it didn't happen but that wasn't the annoying thing the annoying thing is that i think those red herrings would have made a better ending than the actual oh. ending. so that was irritating because i was like this would actually be a really cool ending and then it was like nope and i'm like okay so the ending was very <laughs> like the most obvious i thought and also not plausible so okay both of those things maybe that is like by having the most obvious because the other red herrings were so out there that like then you would not think that the most obvious thing would happen yeah it's no that's that's exactly what happened like i got my hopes up that one of these red herrings would be what was happening and then it was like nope it's what you thought it was the whole time (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it was fine. I really liked all the multiple perspectives, but it just felt a little bit watered down in the way that it was set 
so much in the minds of the two women. Mm, but okay. her writing is great and I will always love her books. I'll always read her books right away. Yeah. Um, the trigger warnings were cheating and gaslighting. And then some similar books to this one would be The Golden Couple by Greer oh, Hendricks okay. or The Therapist by B.A. Paris. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So oh, it was good. It was definitely a great setting and an interesting story. And I recommend it. What did you rate it? I rated it three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was mean, still a solid story. Really yeah. good. Needed a little bit more surprises, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, Tessa talked about this with us last week. Like, it's just, it's kind of, it's getting harder and harder for thriller writers to do that, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, we're, especially when we are voracious readers like we are, we start to like pick up on things a little bit more. But the yeah. thing is, like, if you still found the experience satisfying, I mean, and a good popcorn thriller, everyone needs one of those, I'm down. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely well, – it's like a fun, quick quick read. That's great. It's coming January – what is it? January 10th? January 17th, 17th, I think I said. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Okay. It's also in the show notes for listeners. You can see down there. Yeah. But definitely um, – this one is one of my most anticipated for 2023, so I'm really excited to read it. Yeah. It's very exciting. Very cool. All right, so my book is, as I mentioned earlier, it deals with tunnels, so I'll get to that. But um, the book the book I am uh, reviewing today is called The Quarry Girls by Jess Laurie. This book came out in um, November, and I think it was actually an early pick, uh, an Amazon early release. Like if you're a Prime member, you can get an early read. And so it was like that, I think in October, and then came out actually November 1st. And, um, excuse me, it is 335 pages, 10 hours on audio. It's a psychological thriller. And I, I just have like, just Lori, the way she writes care, like families and their, their relationships is so unsettling. <laughs> like it is very, very really? unsettling. Yes. Very unsettling. Okay. Love okay. it. So. Um, this book is set in summer of 1977, and it is in a neighborhood, kind of a small town near St. Cloud, Minnesota. It's super atmospheric. Um, the slang is so both Midwest and 1970s. Like the main character is a 16-year-old girl named Heather, um, and she is like – she's says things like that's ch- so ch- that's cherry or whatever like that is like st- stands out in my head like it's so <laughs> I don't 70s even know slang. what that means like I know like really sweet <laughs> like it's really you know that's really awesome but it's cherry right. I don't know so All it was right. very cool a very very like very 1970s so it's set in um 77 like I said and there's two point of views in this book there's Heather who's a 16 year old main character and Beth who is a kidnapped girl um, that went missing a couple weeks before co- going to college. Okay. So Heather is a drummer in a band with her two best friends, Maureen and Brenda, and they've all grown up together in this neighborhood, town. It was kind of hard for me to understand. I think it was a small town, but specifically in this neighborhood in a small town outside of St. Cloud. Um, 
and it was built to support this old factory that was eventually shut down. So the neighborhood, though, still stands, and it was built with this network of underground tunnels so that the factory workers that lived in all of the housing development in this neighborhood could get to the factory when it was really snowy out and cold. They would still be able to get get to work. So this whole um, neighborhood exists, and it's real. If this is real, like it actually Whoa. does exist. Um, cool. And I believe that she posted recently on Instagram that um, there is confirmation that the tunnels exist as well. Ooh. So what's super cool is like a little bit about that. So for that setting, the girls um, and they're, they grow up in this whole area and they all have these tunnels that are connected by their, through their basements, through a door in their basement. So these kids all grow up and they play in these tunnels versus like out in the street. Um, and I think they play on the street some too, but like, it's very much, and remember 1970s, there's like no internet, no phones, not like there's no cell phones and things like that. So it's all super, um, analog and very much a time when people were outdoors playing, like kids had to entertain themselves kind of thing. So that's where like this whole setting is. So super cool. Um, and then, so at first it kind of reads a little bit like it's a coming of age story, um, so Heather Heather has her dad, who is a prosecutor, and he's the brightest light in her life. And he has she has this little sister named Junie, who's like 12 or 13 and follows Heather everywhere. And then there's Heather's mom, Connie, who has some very serious depressive manic issues um, and alternates between being bedbound to happy-go-lucky to like dangerous. And they're very okay. uncomfortable around her. So Heather has to grow up really quickly and take care of her family. We see her a lot in the book where she's cooking for the family and making sure that she's meeting everyone's needs. Um, and she's kind of being there as a little confidant for the dad and the sister. And it's actually a little bit heartbreaking, honestly. Like she mm -hmm. didn't really get to be much of a kid. But yeah. um, so this is kind of like the the setting where we start out at. And, and Heather is – she – is still clinging to childhood while her friends, Maureen and Brenda, are like, well, they're ready to be teenagers and they're like wanting to go out and start dating boys, doing all kinds of things. Um, and so she's kind of feels like she's a little left behind from them. So as the story goes on, girls start to go missing in their town. So first is this waitress named Beth, who we quickly begin to follow. So um, about, I think it's maybe three, four chapters in, we start seeing Beth's perspective. She's locked in this dungeon of some sort and is being kept by a man who brutalizes her and neglects her. Yeah. And the big mystery is like, who, is a story of who has Beth. However, it's yeah. not long after Beth goes missing that so does Maureen, Heather's friend. And not long after okay. that, so does Brenda, Heather's other friend. Oh, my God. So Heather's like, okay, I'm going to take it upon myself to investigate, find out what happens. Um, where are her friends and who's taking the girls in the town? And there's tons of suspects. And this is everyone from her best guy friend she grew up with to the sheriff could be hurting these girls. Sure. Um, the ending of the book um, ended up being really – was predictable for me. I called some of the yeah. twists fairly on, but it didn't take away from my enjoyment. It was still really good. So Jess Laurie writes creepy men like better than almost anyone that I have read. She has another book called Unspeakable Things that mm -hmm. I um, I read like a year or so ago and I actually ended up DNFing it not because the book wasn't good because it's so good, but it made me so unsettled and so uncomfortable yeah. by the male adult characters. And this book is has the very same kind of vibe. I think this is something she's really talented with. And like, just gives me this like weird gut, like, oh, creepy feeling. Um, so 
With that said, it was her prose is deliciously creepy throughout. It's really like really beautiful choice of words throughout the book. Um, and it's and it's just really, really well done. And like I said, although I was able to kind of guess uh, the twist, it wasn't it didn't take away from my sat- my enjoyment at all. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, at this one, I rate, I rated it as four stars because it's sticking with me of how uncomfortable and eerie, eerie the writing made me feel. Um, and the writing was so, um, very atmospheric. So trigger warnings in this book, uh, kidnapping, sexual assault, sexual assault of a minor, mental health awareness, child abuse, and fucking stupid asshole men. Um, and we love our men <laughs> listeners and we're not saying it's you, it's this guy, like these people in this book, really awful, awful people. Um, so yeah, it, if you are, if you're interested in like a, it, she, uh, the whole thing is like in this time frame, there really was in real life, a serial killer around St. Cloud, Minnesota during this time. So that's kind of referenced in and out in the book too. Like, is it maybe alluded, like it is the serial killer that was around during that time. Um, so it's yeah. really interesting. Similar books you might like, um, Unspeakable Things by Jess Laurie. It's the book that I mentioned earlier. Very similar vibes. Um, Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn. The Family Plot by Megan Collins. Both of those have very dysfunctional families. And I think those are good representatives of um, the similar, the vibe uh, that the family brings. And then Hello Transcriber by Hannah Morrissey. Very Midwestern noir kind of vibes. And this, I would say, fits right in there. So, yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. It's really good. I mean... And I, I keep saying like how creepy it was and that's what makes it so good. It's just because of how yeah. uncomfortable I was when I was reading it because I was like, oh yeah. my God, like this is, ugh, but it, it's so like good. Like you're cringing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is like exactly what I sometimes, like sometimes you just want a book that's going to give you that, ugh, <laughs> and this book doesn't. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. There's some really good ones. That sounds yeah. awesome. Very good. So if you're in the mood to be creeped out, there you go. Exactly. Or you want a really <laughs> nice domestic suspense, like a good popcorn thriller. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Like it's I have it pre-ordered. I cannot wait to read it. So that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Um, just I know. I love all the books yeah. that are coming out. There's so many good ones. There are so many books coming out in 2023. When we do our best of 2022 episode, maybe we'll talk a little bit of what's coming out in 2023 as well, because I'm telling you, yeah. it's going to be a banger of a year. It is going to be yeah, a good agreed. year. <laughs> it really is. I cannot wait. It's yeah. going to be so good for thrillers specifically. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Well, All thank right. you listeners. Appreciate you sticking around with us today. Yep. Thank you guys so much. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And if you want to follow us, you can follow the podcast at Thrillers by the Book Club Pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can follow me at Thriller Book Babe. Or me at Olivia Day Writes all on Instagram. And we would love to hear from you. And I just want to give another um, call out that if you have know of a book that's coming out um, that you want to get a shout out for Pub Day, let us know. 
Or if you actually choose a book based on one of our, our recommendations, we really would love to hear from you. That Every time I hear that, it makes my entire day because I'm like, yes, yay. I'm so glad somebody liked it and that they enjoyed the book. I know. I, you know it, it just feels you, so good. It feels so good. There's like the reader to reader vibe where you're just like, yes, like you get me. You get me. <laughs> Yes. So please let us know, like tag us, DM us, email yeah. us. We want to know. And even if there's a book where you're like, why have you not talked about this book? Please tell us, us that too. Talk about it. Yeah. Yes, we need to know. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day slash night. Bye. Bye. Bye.